start them off with a trumpet. <laughs> yes, always paying homage to those trumpets in the brass section. Uh, that's the Budos Band, man. That's our show opener. We love a little good brass music. I hope that your Wednesday and, of course, Saturday, people, all of our Saturday replay listeners, KFNX, yeah. and Greg, we got an announcement, man. Really? I'm, I'm excited, baby. Should I be nervous? No, we uh, are going to be in Southern California on KMET. Yes, we're super wow. excited. Yeah, we added another station. You know, we're a small show. When when does that take effect? We're not fancy. When does that start happening? We're easy. It's going to happen April 1st, which means wow. our KMET family is listening today uh, out of Beaumont, Banning, outside of L.A. Wow. We appreciate um, if you're new to this show, we always tell you we're an automotive lifestyle show. Um, you know what? As an automotive technician for the last 30 some odd years as a shop owner, Greg, you've been in the industry. Yeah. We are always here to help. Um, if you have car questions, you can email me, frank at desertcarcare.com or get onto our tribe right over there. Wrench Nation, Facebook, Twitter. Well, TikTok, a little bit of TikTok. We have you done really, the TikTok thing yet? We we have done a little teensy weensy of the tickety tockety, <laughs> but we're not really, uh, we're not there. But my point is this, guys, we couldn't do the show without you. And I've heard from a lot of you, Greg. They they reach out. Yep. You know, we have our email. You can get on to wrenchnation.tv if you've missed the show. But there's a section there, man. Grab an email, uh, put your email, and subscribe to our weekly. Newsletter. Yeah, I love the content. And I, even I know well, about a lot know of what? it, I still read it. I we, think it's great. We have always said to folks, and a lot of you regularly that listen to the show, we, we cannot tell you. I mean, we've been, we've been running out for over 250 shows. Every dang show is special to us because you guys make it special. And, you know, we highlight the good works in the industry from yeah. Magnus Walker, uh, you know, his great TEDx tour, talk, a great uh, Porsche aficionado. I got to get on the website because you know what, dude? I forget how many shows we got with guests from all over the world. I was just going to say, when do we have like the 300 show with balloons and a cake? We're going to have a party, baby. Oh, yeah. We're going to figure that out. We have to. Uh, Car show, Lollapalooza situation. I'll get a a wrench for you and I'll get it all engraved and everything. Well, now that we're in California, (laughs) maybe we do, what's what's the show that they do down in uh, Coachella? We're going to do a wrench station Coachella, baby. (laughs) Again, if you're new to the show, we're an automotive lifestyle show. You can hashtag Wrench Nation, whatever your social media preference. And I want to get right to show topic because this is important to me. We have heard the demand. Whether you're the consumer behind the wheel, you take your car or truck to a local garage, your rock star technician, mechanic, and you hear you hear about it. Oh, man, I hear, I hear this guy down on the corner. He's been there for 30 years doing well. But there's a major shortage of mechanics. Like, yes, that's real, is. of skilled trades yes. in general. And this show we're going to dedicate to the bump up, the uptick, the change. The tides are changing, people. Positive change. We had more enrollment. And let me make sure I get this report right, because it's quoted. You can find this report on NPR. You guys got wow. the email, the weekly newsletter. I actually highlighted and linked it because I didn't want to like hashtag fake news ranch nation <laughs> stuff. Like this is real skilled trade programs are booming. Wow. After college enrollment dropped during the pandemic, everything dropped. Right. 
Like we were stuck in our houses and we just like we well, couldn't do we could ride in our hoopties or anything. Had to find something else to learn. Well, not that's absolutely right. So I want to dedicate this show for all of you. Mainly, I'm speaking to my parents. Got mm-hmm. a lot of students that listen to the show. You guys are rock stars. You're not sure. Oh, skill trade. What I should do? Like I'm. I I, I want to be a dentist, but as a backup plan. Your worst case scenario is that you know how to fix your own ride really well. I mean, come on. Right. But your best case scenario is that you get into a reputable. Don't listen to Uncle Louie, man. I hear from you guys. You guys send me some hate mail. Frank, why are you trying to convince everybody to become a mechanic? They don't pay. <laughs> they don't do this. They don't do that. And it's greasy, wheezy, Louisey. I don't want to hear it. It is a new day. It is. It's brand new, new momentum. It is, man. When you talk yep. about a hundred million lines of code underneath the hood of that new F one fifty, hey, I love you, Grandpappy and Grandmammy, but this ain't your Grandpappy shop. No, it's not. So a lot of you that listen to the show know that in the last hundred years we've had technology, but in the next ten years, like right now, there's more technology grooving under hood mm-hmm. than there has been in the last hundred years, Greg. Yeah, no, it's definitely a, a change that's happening quick. So if you're new to the show and you're hearing me, you're like, man, this guy's nuts. I'm not going to convince my nephew or my niece to become a mechanic. Give me a chance, man. Mm-hmm. This show I'm going to dedicate, this is a show for resource. You want to be a Tesla technician? We're going to talk about how you can and do that. And there's programs for that. Big time. Big We're going to talk program. about that. Before we do, as we do every show, Greg Ovis with G's Up. Please, people, if you're buying or selling, uh, consigning a vehicle, you need help, don't know where to start, Greg, you handle that. For folks that are new, tell us a little bit about your moving and grooving under hood and well, what you do I'm for folks. I'm always moving and grooving. <laughs> so what I try to do is I, I give people options you know, on how to buy cars, how to look for cars, and give them some information so they can do their due diligence when they're purchasing something. Um, right now, though, what I'm seeing is a lot of people are trying to sell their cars, but they're not knowing. They don't know how to add value to the car. They don't know what now's they the time do. to add value now's because the time it's to add a, to it. I hope the market lasts. We yeah, it I is. mean, it's it's. I think so. I think the classic car antiquity yep. market's going to be around. But so I have a '68 Mustang. Mm-hmm. I'm an enthusiast. I know people. Right. Maybe I got this guy in the street, and I got that gal over here, and but when it comes time to sell. I'm like, how much can I really get more or the other way around? How much more can I sell it for? That's right. And some people, they don't really realize how maybe adding options to their car before it goes for sale, they can get a huge return on their investment. So as an example, if you have a a C10 truck that doesn't have AC in it at all, and you think, oh, I'm going to run it through the auction, you're not going to get the dollar you want. Maybe it's smart to rethink that and and get that equipment installed in the vehicle, and then you'll get a a much more better return on your investment. When you add certain components, you know, adding disc brakes to it, you know, sometimes even there's cars that have options that maybe are hard to find. As an example, I know there's a 57 BMW. That's very rare. You said 57 BMW. 57 BMW 507 actually is what it is. It's a little sports car. You don't see those. You don't see them. Maybe over there in Germany, but not over here. But one thing about those cars is that the wheels are very hard to find. The factory wheels. So going to that topic, if you're going to sell a car, try to find the appropriate options that came with the car, the matching roof, the, the era, you know, correct wheels. And when you think, put, spend money on those type of options, you're going to get much more better results at an auction. Yeah, you can find Greg uh, Ovis at G-E-E-Z-U-P.com. You'll find that 
on RanchNation.tv. Uh, one report some recalls, man. I hate doing this, but you guys need to know about this stuff. Like, you could be running around. Not nah, recalls. I know. It's like, <laughs> I don't want to hear it. What, what, what do I got to do now, you yep. know? Um, GM, recalling. Greg, how would I, if I told you, Greg, your headlights were too bright, would you care about that? Not me. I mean, the <laughs> ongoing traffic, we want to be courteous, but I didn't say, like, brights, because you're bright, you know, those cars, mm-hmm. the people that were there, brights. Mm-hmm. By the way, if you're hitting a curve down in San Bernardino, I, I don't, I'm not too familiar with that Southern California area other than making trips periodically. <laughs> but there's, you, listen, California's got some curves, dude. Oh, yeah, they do. On those freeways, they come fast. And hills. Think about the oncoming traffic. Uh, turn your lights down, please. Yeah, some of them are bright, and they come from the factory that way, right? You now. know why? Because my wife's like, "Why don't you turn your lights up oh, higher?" Yeah. I said, "I'm not having a UFC right now on this highway. <laughs> like maybe somebody made a mistake." But GM is recalling 740,000 SUVs because the headlights can be too bright. Wow. Now, how do they measure that? Well, uh, the company's recalling. This is this is. Hey guys, this is a throwback. A lot of you gotta, you guys have these cars, the GMC Terrain. Oh, okay. Sorry, I'm not a big fan of the Terrain. Me neither. <laughs> I mean, I've seen you in the garage, and it's all good, you know. But sometimes, you know, the Terrains can be left out there all over the terrain for lack of maintenance <laughs> and stuff. But 2010 to through uh, through 17, man, GMs were calling 740,000 of these kind of midsize. Wow. It's not the big daddy Yukon or anything. Uh, headlights beams can be too bright and cause glare for oncoming drivers. I wonder why the terrain lights are brighter than the full-size vehicles that GM builds. I don't know, but let me tell you, that recall may come out. We don't know what these <laughs> engineers are doing. But uh, the recall announced uh, this past Tuesday comes after U.S. safety regulators. That's so official, right? U.S. safety regulators turned down a request from the Detroit automaker to avoid the recall. Wow. Oh, this is interesting. Wow. Yeah, this is interesting. So, did GM say no according to the standard? You know they're testing. Yeah, they have For to. standard and then the bright brights. Did GM's test and their engineers say, oh, no, this is the standard. Yeah. The company's oh, recalling GMC train SUVs from 2010 to 17 model years. Now, here the story goes on to say, uh, and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration the NHTSA are <laughs> officials. Why well, do you think they're? I don't know, man. I think they're picking on GM. Yeah, they could be. I'm interested to know why they're not going after Chevrolet. What is it? The tra- well, other Traverse? platforms of the same, right. you know, just different badging. Yeah, for Chevy GM. Traverse is probably the same vehicle as the Terrain GM. Why are you picking on our GMC Terrain right? family? Don't know. Well, they go on same to say. Same reason you're picking on them because you see them in the shop all the time. <laughs> well, they are because that's the maintenance Hello. issues, people. You got to maintain your ride. I see you that's terrains right. in the shop. Um, let's let's find out why because this is this is pretty interesting. Um, my feeling is they're picking on GM they for have some to reason. Be, yeah, for some specific because GM. Reason. Like, look, we know that manufacturers like airbag issues. Heck, no. Sorry, you can't fight that. No. Takata recall. Millions of airbags. Mm-hmm. People people died over those Safety. with shards of this and that in their face. Not good. The agency says this can reduce visibility for other drivers. Now, my question is, they're going back to 2010. Did we have to wait for 12 years to figure out <laughs> that there is a headlight issue? I mean, are there... I didn't see any Facebook forms. No, you know, Like I pharmaceutical didn't. when drugs come out, there's yep. a problem. 
60, 70, 100,000 people would get on a Facebook forum and talk about right. the, 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 the bad situation by taking this particular drug. Well, I can tell you firsthand, when I'm driving up to Butcher Jones at night because I want to take my double kayak outside and just enjoy the weather, when my husband and I are, are driving, I'm little. I am a very short woman. So when a truck comes up behind me, and I'm in a little, in a Toyota Tacoma, okay? But when a truck comes up behind me, and I have to lean forward and make sure that I am not visually. It's intimidating. I mean, I. No, it's not intimidating. I can't see. So what I do is I make sure that I move my my side mirrors and I move my back mirror and I use their headlights because they're brighter than mine. Oh, so you're, in this case, Smart. this is a good recall for Mrs. Bree. Yeah. It, for me personally, like I get so tired and I have I have sensitive eyes. So thank you. Yeah, I get it. All right. Well, that's an argument, Greg, that you can't well, argue. Like if you're if you're driving that 1970s on an old 12 volt system that's on its last edge, you need the, the truck or somebody behind you to help you see the road. I get that. Here's, well, if these terrains are so old, aren't the factory bulbs probably burned out and been replaced by now? Well, here's the gig. This is why. Listen, I I agree. Or worse yet, so come on, bulbs. Wait are, a minute. Trash How can? many of you? It's not a bulb issue. Kind of late on that. You I got think. foggy lens. Right. You can't even see through the lens because they've been ultraviolet lighted to yeah, death right. in the sun. But here's the here's the reason why GM is on the fence. Okay. And I'll have to agree. The last statement of this news article, one would ask themselves, okay, well, has GM gotten complaints from consumers in the last 12 years? Good question. All right. The company says in documents that it has only had one complaint <laughs> from a customer about headlights shining into trees. Well, if the headlights are into the trees, that's maybe they're like aimed an, wrong. That's an I don't adjustment know. to me. But I, I don't know. I mean, it, it'd be interesting to see. Uh, apparently, they cannot contest this. If you own these uh, GMC envoys, happily go in and get your extra, extra two lit headlight situation. <laughs> April twenty third. I may put that link up on our wrenchnation.tv site. All right, here's another story. I, I thought this is you always hate when you hear about cars being stolen. You hate even more. Yep. When cars being stolen aren't discovered for a while. Now, in the Southwest, we can say, okay, they headed over to Mexico. They disappeared. I love my Mexican family. Right. But we all know once it gets south of the border, good it's night, gone. Charlie. It's pretty much gone. Or you may find it in what kind of shape? <laughs> right? Stripped down and bare. 2.3 million in stolen cars discovered where? You Californians by the California weed growing operation. <laughs> Not going to lie, my very first car I had stolen in Hollywood when I was younger. So I believe it. Uh, the article goes on to say, we're not sure if the weed was illegal, <laughs> but the, the car theft sure was. Uh, California State Highway Patrol Southern Division proudly announced the discovery of at least 35. Uh, not all high-end, but that's a sum of money. Uh, 35 stolen vehicles as the result of a months-long investigation. Wow. By the Special Services Vehicle Theft Unit, the SSVTU. Wow. Stop trying to steal cars. This SSTVU, TVFU, ZB, GYA, sounds like a Russian military unit. You know, <laughs> uh, don't mess with those folks because they'll find it. Uh, the scene of the crime, a major indoor marijuana growing operation featuring well over, well lit 400 plants. 
Now, come on now. You you mean to tell me you went to you went to go over there and you didn't see all these cars randomly just pop up? CHP estimated the net value of these vehicles to be two point three million. Wow. Is that the picture that had all the cars with all the like in the like bushes in a forest? The trees? Yeah, come on. I mean, <laughs> I you know, that. I mean we're this isn't ten years ago. I mean, the story isn't we found massive amounts of an illegal grow operation and illegally stolen cars. Who'd have thought back then it would have been, oh, no, the weed's legit. <laughs> These yeah. stolen cars aren't. <laughs> That's the world we're in. Um, no value estimates were provided for the marijuana. <laughs> Come on, people. I know you know. How much is one marijuana plant worth grown? Compared to a Mercedes or a Toyota, right? <laughs> How many doobies can you roll up with one tree? I mean, that's the worth. If you know, hey, get on ranchstation.tv. Let us know in the comments. But uh, they're out there doing their jobs. It sucks when they, and, and of course, yeah. you know, it, 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 you're not going to stop these these knuckleheads no. stealing cars. No. But can we stop them stealing catalytic converters? That's on an uprise, that's too. That's still going. That's still I a, say a get your problem. biggest pit bull, put them right there by the driver's <laughs> side door. Sorry, Charlie, you're going to be living by this expensive yeah. cat on my Toyota hey, Prius. That's why I like my trucks lowered. A little harder to get to. A lot of hard to get to, <laughs> no doubt. Well, we're going to come back with you, Wrench Nation. We're talking about the automotive uptick. The shortage is real. However, the boom in skilled trades enrollment, plumbers, automotive technicians, construction workers, is at a record-setting pace. Stay tuned, Wrench Nation. I'm going Of course you want your mileage back and all the extra money you've spent feeding an engine gunked up with carbon. Your car needs its fuel system cleaned and it needs it now. You need BG44K. It's the one dealerships use the most. In fact, they use BG44K almost three to one over any other fuel system cleaner made. To find a shop near you, go to BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. I got my mileage back. Support for Wrench Nation Car Talk, the smart choice for Auto Parts Pronto National Association. Pronto is committed to the independent automotive aftermarket and demonstrates leadership within the automotive industry. Pronto Association is made up of nearly 100 member auto part distributors. Visit pronto-net.com. Automotive technical training, parts lineup, and representation of the automotive member community. Pronto-net.com. As a small business owner, we have a ton of overhead. One of those is merchant fees. To process credit cards can be expensive. I save over 75% with Card Connect Paradise. Get on to charge-it-now.com. Charge-it-now.com. Or give Dan Arndt at Card Connect Paradise a call. His team is standing by to help you out. I save over 75% in credit card merchant fees every month. That's huge. 480-289-6304. Card Connect Paradise. Save on credit card fees. Merchant service fees don't have to be ungodly expensive. Give Dan a call. 480-289-6304. 
Card Connect, Paradise. Parts Authority Auto Parts Superstores, nationwide locations. You know, one of the problems that I can have working in my garage is parts aren't delivered on time, the quality isn't there. Well, guess what? Who's yelling at me, my clients, and they're likely not to come back? Well, the Parts Authority Auto Parts Superstores, amazing service, knowledgeable counter folks, a complete line of original equipment, parts that our customers deserve. If you're an installer, Get on to partsauthority.com. Check locations nationally near you. Partsauthority.com. You ain't nothing but a hound. Right on. Welcome back. Wrench Nation. WrenchNation.tv. I know a lot of you mechanical maniacs will dip in and out of the show. I know this. The podcast goes up Sunday. Catch it. Grab your favorite drink. Chill out. Tell a friend. Uh, get on to WrenchNation.tv. You can catch those shows. And yes, we're on Spotify, iHeart. I want to make a mention, as uh, non-radio people, right now we have no headsets. So if we're yelling at you, we do apologize. We have no idea where we're at. Uh, We got Mr. Greg Buckley to come in on the show. Greg, are you there? I'm here. Yes, let me me get the headset. This is how we do in radio. Greg, literally, I don't know what happened, uh, but we can't hear a thing. Are you there, Greg? I am here, yes. Well, we appreciate you. Greg Buckley, Buckley's Auto Care out of Delaware, Wilmington, Delaware, the topic that we're discussing. And look, Greg, I got excited, man. I saw this report from NPR, which says skilled trade programs are booming after college enrollment dropped. Are you seeing that in the industry? Talk to us about that. Uh, I I think it's just a turn of the page where there's been just so much uh, uh, delusionment of, uh, of higher education and, uh, you know, with, with how big, big education has tried to just basically scrape away all kinds of, you know, kids that, you know, have different, they, they may want to pursue a different career, but, you know, the funnel, they push the kids down these, you know, uh, uh, college degree type funnels, and the kids get choked out and don't understand, they don't see um, the other side, they don't see how a skilled trade can be uh, fulfilling, rewarding, uh, and a, a career path. So, you know, I'm, I'm really happy to see that, you know, I, I don't you know, wish nobody ill will here, but I'm glad to see the tables turned. Yeah, no um, doubt. we got a lot of truckers that listen to the show. There's a huge transportation is off the hook, off the rails. we got supply chain issues. Out in Long yeah. Beach, you see these ships. You think you got a flotilla from another country getting ready to bomb us with all these ships? Like, what are they? They're stuck. And it's, it's a right. bottleneck. And so I, I believe we're not a political show. We don't get into that. But I believe our government is starting to subsidize, subsidize um, these programs at a local community at college level uh, and grant the money that's needed to unbottleneck. We're talking HVAC, automotive repair, trucking. I'm sure you're seeing that on the East Coast, Greg. Oh, absolutely. Our our big uh, our big technical college, Delaware Tech, um, has received incredible amounts of funding. Hopefully, they know where and how to spend it. And as board members for their automotive curriculum, you know, you try to guide them to what's correct, how to take the class, how to take the you know the students that are coming in, what to look for, um, and can they be placed? Um, Sunday, I was in Baltimore. Uh, with the, the, the CABA group. It's a Chesapeake Automotive Business Association. And it was all about rewarding students 
who were going through the automotive technical training uh, classes and finding solid employment. And in fact, the two young men, actually, there was a young lady who was not at the ceremonies, but she was one of three. The other two young men who were there, one actually got a, a check clear cut for 10 grand to go towards anything you want, tools, clothes, shop, whatever. Uh, there's a check for 10 grand. I believe the other one may have gotten like five grand, you know, from the participating employer. And uh, so there's, there's so much reward in a trade um, career. Uh, you know, I always say that, man, if you know how to use your hands, if your head knows how to use your hands, you've got it made. I mean, it, it's just... It's just really yeah. These programs in some places across the country, um, outside, and again, I, I totally agree with you. We're not knocking a trajectory towards college. I mean, that's every that, 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 there's a place for that, but in some places in the in the country, uh, enrollment at these skilled trades programs are up as much as forty percent. I mean, that's a big right. number. Um, you mentioned something that made me think, and a lot of you listening can agree. Make sure that the money is appropriated accordingly, which means what, yes. Greg? The industry needs to participate. So if you're that truck driver yeah. or you're that trucker, right, or you own the trucking company, man, you've got to get down to the community college. You don't need any money, man. You just need, and I know a lot of you are working hard. Some of you are working 100-hour weeks. But you have to take once or twice a month, get involved with the advisory board, show up, and have some say, Greg, this is important, man. There's dollars out there, but you mentioned something. It's like, oh, my gosh. How many of us heard the story? What? They appropriated it for new toilet seats at the local community. Like, no, man, let those toilet seats ride. Yeah. We, need, we need the money for that new hunter rack <laughs> down at the yeah. automotive technology program. That's big and, time. You know, and the other thing, too, Frank, is that you have to get through. You have to be able to see where they need to change curriculum from, you know, I think for quite some time, our community college was focused on rebuilding engines and even rebuilding starters and alternators. And, you know, you got to go with modern business models too. And that's where a lot of us in the trades uh, can influence that, you know, since teaching more about the electronics, you know, the, the diagnostic processes and the tools necessary, you know, your, your lay person uh, who's not involved with the chase but has to be administrating it doesn't quite understand the nuances and that's where like you said we need to be involved you know boots on the ground you know once a month type of thing we have to have constant communication and you know every once in a while we have to look at well can we take a student in because there's a lot of great uh, mentoring programs that are out there, and, you know, there is quite we a do way it. coming where... We do it at the garage. I think you as well, yeah. many of us in the aftermarket, I, I will speak for uh, the dealership level, franchise level, there's mentoring programs. What I really like about just sort of this movement, the biggest thing is, Greg, you have to admit, man, six months, a year ago, year and a half, we were like, all right, well, we're going to have to fix 20 cars a day with three less technicians in the service space. A lot of us didn't want to stand for that, and we took a hold. And when I say a lot of us, big shout-outs to companies like Wrenchway on the educational side, uh, helping technicians, made up with great shops. A big shout-out to our friends at Tech Force Foundation. 
Um, they are huge. They raise over $1.5 million in scholarships for these younger students or even right. career changers. And I can't forget, a lot of you don't know the name, but all my Collision family, if you work body shop and Collision shop, you know about ICAR and CREF, yep. Collision Repair Education Foundation. We've had Brandon on the show. That guy and his team have raised, are you ready for the number? Over five hundred million in scholarships, Ooh. big money. Man, I mean, that, that's great. They are grinding. Huge. Of course, that was in the last, I believe, it was the last seven, ten years. But my point is, man, this is so cool. Our industry got together and said, no, 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 we can't, we can't just let this tree fall down. We're, we're going to have to work the soil. We're going to have to, we're going to have to work this. And a lot of you that tune into the show, whether it's on the replay or throughout Radio Land. A lot of you are doing that, man. You're opening up your facilities on a Saturday. You're staying late on a Tuesday because you want to educate the next generation. And it's not just automotive, Greg. I know you know a lot of others, uh, you know, in, in a multitude of, of, let's just face it, these are blue-collar type industries that are taking the bull by the horn, man, and this is awesome. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm experiencing contractors all, all facets of contracting when I'm, as I'm currently remodeling my house and my shop. And we've had delays, not just for material, but for uh, labor, you know, where the, the, the company who is installing my garage doors had to wait an extra month because they couldn't find a crew. Now, when they did have a crew, that crew had to drive 120 miles to install my doors on a Saturday. Wow instead of having some people local. My concrete contractor cannot find anyone to assist in finishing. You try to find a, a good, solid cement finisher in this area, well, you need to pony up, and you're going to have to wait about a month before, you know, they, they can fit you in a schedule. So, you know, it's just definitely not our profession, you know. And, you know, the way that I feel that we've always ran – We've always tried to deliver the vehicle the day of, you know, you bring it in. You know, the one-day repair, that's been a mantra for us for, gosh, for eons. You know, now what we need to do is, hey, we're going to need to temper that. We're going to need to really explain that, hey, you know, it might be two days. I have, I literally have an F-150 that is going to take at least three weeks to get back on the road, either parts and or timing or machine shop work. We're, we're, we're doing the, the heads You add supply chain, so, you add the lack of yeah. uh, labor, the shortage that way. It, it's tough for the consumer for sure. And I, I will tell you, listening, if you're behind the wheel, just know any garage with a reputation, they, they, they want your car done and out so they can get to the next yeah. one. But now, as an industry, what we've had to do is we have we do more Lyft, we do more Uber, we have rentals, we have loaners. Those good shops that are really looking out, because let's face it, the convenience factor in, in a shop's tagline or logo, they take for real. And part of convenience is, man, we can't kidnap your car or truck. And it's 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 harder for us these days because supply chain and guess what? I'm, I'm working with a skeletal crew. It's not easy. Yeah, it's not easy at all. So, you know, we'll, I like anything else. I mean, this is an, another cycle, and I believe that, uh, you know, we'll all balance out. Um, it, this may be extended. There's so many factors coming in on the automotive side from the new technology. You know, when we get into EV, 
Uh, training is now starting for most shops who are just starting to dive into it. You know, Frank, we have some leaders in that space that are really well, setting the trends. I want you to hang um, tight because we're going to get yeah. to, uh, we promised everyone we're going to get to electrification, where those training courses are. Um, if you're just joining us, uh, Wrench Nation, we are discussing the wonderful statistic. You can find that on NPR. They reported on it, so it's not hashtag fake news. We're seeing an uptick in enrollment in some areas of the country, 40%, and I believe that's attributed to great educators, instructors, parents, the whole nine. I think we've grabbed this economy and said, hey, you know what? We're not, I'm not going to wait six weeks to get my vehicle fixed. I better help this situation out. <laughs> uh, if you're just joining us, Greg Buckley. Buckley's Auto Care celebrating over 50 years of service to the community. You can find his shop, buckleysautocare.com. Greg, do we, can we hang? have you hang through the break? It's a quick break and pick up the conversation. Oh, yeah, sure. Hang tight. Yeah, we'll I'll be back. Vision collision. God forbid you get into an accident or you get a little bumper fender bender slide or even if you've got that shopping cart that ends up scratching the side of your newer ride. My friends at Vision Collision, they're certified. They deal with insurance companies, but also what I really like is they were able to deal with my situation. I didn't want to exercise my insurance and I paid out of pocket and they gave me a very fair price with quality work. So for any complete auto body paint and repair, you want that small business, the heart of business that treats you one-on-one vision collision 480-248-9049 visioncollision.com when you're thinking about body shop or collision work paint repair dent repairs collision wheel restoration vision collision is the way to go tell them frank at wrench nation sent you 480-248-9049 480-248-9049 vision collision bolt-on technologies automotive software solutions auto repair shops that have bolt-on technology software provide customer vehicle condition reports including photos and text real-time digital reports multi-point inspections, estimates, and repair information at your fingertips. Info at boltontechnology.com. Whether you're looking for a full-service direct mail or you just simply want a few marketing materials printed for use in your store, MailShark has got you covered. With over 10 years of client service success with direct mail postcards, restaurant box toppers, magnets, and so much more, MailShark is there to help your marketing team acquire the clients you deserve. Pay weekly, pay as you go. There is no pressure, no contracts, direct mail. For more details, visit themailshark.com. Right on. Welcome back, Wrench Nation. If you miss bits and pieces of the show, wrenchnation.tv. Get on iHeart, Spotify. You can catch the upload Sunday. Monday is usually when we upload the show. Uh, we've heard from you guys. Get on Facebook, on Twitter. We appreciate you. Uh, Greg Buckley, let's bring uh, Greg Buckley. You back with us. I am. Yeah, for those that are just joining us, uh, yes, we got a bunch of mechanics getting excited because people are enrolling. They're enrolling to uh, take on the trades, and not just our industry, as we spoke about, Greg. We talked about just skilled trades across the board from welding, construction, trucking. There's there's a huge movement for that. Uh, before we let you go, tell us mm -hmm. in your backyard, for folks that may be listening, uh, Eastern Seaboard, talking Pennsylvania, Delaware, where you're at proper, New Jersey, New York, 
What are some of the great technical schools in your backyard that you can direct folks to? Uh, there's automated, uh, Automotive Training Center, ATC. There's uh, UTI. Um, they're both located in, like, Exxon, PA, uh, kind of like the Delco or Chester County area. Very good schools. Uh, Dell Tech Community College, another great one, is the Community College of Baltimore. Uh, they have a, an amazing program. Uh, and I said I just I was just learning more about it on Sunday. Top-notch facility uh, with incredible instructors. So most of your what's going on with the trade schools for automotive is most of the retirees coming out of your, either your independent or your dealerships are now becoming instructors and mentors in schools. And we're getting a higher quality of trainer. If you're not already in a, uh, a class and you are working at a shop, uh, have the have your shop owner make sure that one that they have the the attitude that training is good for not only bottom line but to develop a good solid team and if not start to look for places who are willing to train you and there are countless of trainers um, from the whole spectrum of automotive technology now rising up and getting out getting known um, the future I think is very bright for us. In what we do, I think there's, well, gosh, there's a career path of 20-plus years um, and beyond. So, you know, uh, at least, At least for this. sure. Yeah, and you hit something yeah. that, you know, we, we have a lot of technicians, shop owners, uh, service advisors, folks in the industry at all levels, whether it be aftermarket or the dealer level. You had mentioned something. Listen, if you're, if you're in a facility, let's say you're doing a follow-up interview, 100%. And I speak to the aftermarket. Look, the dealer OEs, they have their their sort of training in place. That almost can be said. Let's face it, it's a giving. But if you're going into the aftermarket world and you're a gifted, talented mechanic, you not you should not just sit there and negotiate your paycheck and your days off. Absolutely, you must get in there and make sure you're within a culture where there's training. I think, Greg, you hit that on the, on the head. Because if not, we're going to burn you out, and you got no training. You quit, and you start you start, you start basket-weaving for a living. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're out in a heartbeat. Yeah. So, Greg, so. Uh, you're a rock star. Feel better. You're a champ. You called in. I know you're not feeling well. Uh, Greg Buckley. Yeah, a little, a little underwater, but I, I, I want to get on. I haven't been here in a while. I had to find my way back home. I, oh, man, gosh. You know? Well, we miss you, man. Walking through the desert. We miss you, brother. Um, Thank you so much. Greg Buckley, Buckley's Auto Care, uh, second-generation shop owner, just a sweetheart of a guy. He's in his community, uh, always working on his business. You guys can find his operation if you're in that Wilmington area or PA in that general area, buckleysautocare.com. Tell him Frank sent you from Wrench Nation. Um, But, yeah, you know, Greg Oviston's studio with G's Up, the, the education factor, like, you, you just can't wing it, man. It's 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 not not a set of points. Uh, you can't time the car. Many of you saying, Frank, I could time that car with my ear. <laughs> no, nope. I get it. I can kind of, you know, feel the same. But the fact is, you got to get the training. And as we're reporting here and we're discussing a huge uptick, which is really cool. I, I don't think it's a fad, Greg. We're seeing mm. an uptick with folks getting into community college level, like right here at East Valley Institute of Technology, high school level even. To get their trades on. Yeah, and even in Colorado, there's a school called Lincoln Tech, and they they have great programs for diesel mechanics, some trainings, 
Yeah. Um, they have a lot of good classes. So the, the momentum's there right now to get going in the industry. I, I want to go through this, guys. I, I promised you that we would cover this. And, and forgive me if it's not. Some of these programs, yeah, I mean, you, you're going to have to, especially for electrification. Let's get right into it. A lot of you have interest on working on a Tesla. Now, in the aftermarket world, it's few and far between. We do have some rock stars out there in the country. What comes to mind is Seth Thorson. He's out in the uh, sort of, I, I believe he's out in Minnesota area. He's 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 got the toolbox, uh, Tesla toolbox software. He's, he's getting knowledge on it. Eventually, he'll develop courses. But if you're listening and you want to work on a Tesla, Tesla has the start program. And it's essentially on a mission, obviously. They sold almost a million cars last year. They're on a mission to have electric car technicians. And so if you want to work on a Tesla and that gives you a lot of interest and you're intrigued and it's something you, that you, you feel like you can do and you see yourself doing it, there are colleges across the country, and I'm just going to point them out to you, Rio Hondo College out of L.A., Evergreen Valley College out of San Jose, California, Shoreline Community College out of Seattle, Washington. Again, this is the Tesla Start Program, so you can become an electric car technician. Central Piedmont in North Carolina out of Charlotte. Suffolk County Community College, great college out of Selden, New York. And there's a couple in Texas, too, I believe. Texas, you got Waco, Texas State Technical College. So uh, Miami-Dade College down in Miami. So I know some of you are like, well, Frank, you didn't say Kansas. Well, get on a dang Greyhound bus, spend a hundred bucks, and get to get your school on. You hey, know, you guys go to Nevada too. They have one there. They have one. Oh, do they? I didn't see yeah. that. Yeah, right there. It's okay, all- there you go. So, uh, just Google Tesla Smart Electric Car Technician Program. I may have missed some of these, but the fact is, it's a fast track. You're 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 immediately placed, and of course, you start a career. A lot of you say, "Well, Frank, there's only two point two percent of these electric cars." No, man. Time is going by. I remember like yesterday, 8990 when I started wrenching, you know, on, 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 you know, the, what, what was back then guys was that carburetor was going away. We went into throttle body fuel injection was yep. the mainstay. And we didn't say, dang it. I got to put all my old carb tools away. My timing light. <laughs> Cause now it's all computer controlled. But so if you're interested, Tesla start program is a great way. Now, Ford is in bed with Rivian. I think Rivian, I think they're a 30% ownership of that. Rivian, I've seen a few trucks when I was out in uh, California this past weekend. I've seen a few of these Rivians on the road. Um, You know, crew cab Rivian, they look pretty sleek. Um, I love the Ford F-150 Lightning. I'm like, it's a nice looking truck. Maybe I get on the list because I can power my house in case I don't pay my right? electric bill. <laughs> but um, if you're interested, Rivian, uh, they had help from a state grant out in Heartland Community College out in Normal, Illinois. That's another program. Um, so you're going to see a lot of these programs develop, but that's Rivian. Also, uh, some of these sanctioned training programs through the National STEM consortium ev program which is all things ev people could be tesla could be just the basic science and technology of acdc electrification all the things you need to know all over the country national stem consortium 
Uh, you got Clover Park Technical College out of Washington, South Seattle College out of Washington, Florida State, Ivy Tech out of Indiana, Maycomb Com- uh, Community College. So just about every state out there, man, has an affiliation with these programs. And, of course, I'm really excited, Greg. UTI, Universal Technical Institute, great program. Yes, they are. Um, of course, their NASCAR program is I mean, who doesn't want to work in a NASCAR pit? Their NASCAR program is 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 pretty popular. They they walk a lot of students to grad graduation uh, through that NASCAR program. But Photo Moore Company and UTI they're collaborating, and they're they they roll out a new curriculum, which will be full steam ahead, training students to maintain and work on electric vehicles. I mean, yeah, that's huge. It is so like big deal. We can't say now. You can complain as a consumer. You can complain about. The lack of charging stations. All my California family, you guys may see more of it. California is seeing, I think, about 6% of EVs, while nationally, I think we're rolling about 2 3%. You know, we reported a few shows back. Now, this is a lofty goal, but the federal government wants to see 50%, 50% of vehicles <laughs> by 2030 on the road, wow. electric vehicles. Now, that's lofty. That. I, now, that's a goal. Yeah. That's, that's federal government goal. But I think realistically, you could definitely see 25 to 30%. That's realistic, I believe. Yeah. So if you're out there and you love to wrench on cars and you love, uh, I always say, just to tinker, there's so much opportunity. Uh, Forge Fact Program and UTI plan to train students in the art of servicing high-voltage batteries and electric vehicles. And for those of you that are saying, I'm an electrician. I work on high-voltage poles out in the desert. Uh, You know, I make sure your homes and your community get electricity. I get it. You understand that's dangerous. For those of you who've been hanging with 12-volt systems, working on electric vehicles are dangerous. Completely different scenario. Even a hybrid. Right. Toyota Prius, dangerous. Yes, they are. In fact, I'll just tell you, uh, if you don't know, if you're more prone to maybe check your air filter uh, or your underhood on a Prius, you, you see anything wrapped in an orange harness. All the harnesses are like black. You open the harness up, there's all your wiring. But if you see an orange harness, stay away, man. Don't tamper. That's high voltage. That ain't no joke. The car's got to be voltage down. It has to be cycled down. There's a process to that. So um, here's a Kelly Blue Book statistic, Greg. I, I was reading that right now. Well, the EV and hybrid sales, which include plug-in and standard hybrid sales, Estimate of electrified vehicles sold right around 1.5 million. It doesn't give me a year. I'm sorry. But just go figure. It's probably a year old because a lot of these stories can be that way. Um, that that information is available on the internet for sure. But my point is, if you're out there, and I'm speaking to you 20-year people. Maybe you were, in, you, you, were, you were a carpet layer for a while and you just got burnt out and you're just trying to figure out what career. Uh yeah, this is an automotive show. We're going to talk you into becoming a technician, <laughs> a mechanic. But my point is, don't worry, man. You 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 think, oh, I got to go to a four-year college. I got to retrain myself for, like, I'm not knocking college. But, man, your two-year programs, and sometimes less. Sometimes they're 14, 16 weeks only. Fast-track programs because yep. they need it. And then there's there's a lot of training as you continue your career path. Don't discount it, man. Um, they they even have programs for those that have to work on what? Those 
recharge stations. I mean, that's not just an average electrician that shows up to those recharge stations. I mean, there's certifications, and I know in California. Let me get – actually, here it is right here. Certified EV technician. We talked about that. CEVT, the Clean Tech Institute Training Centers in California. Uh, Greg, you said short program. This is 16 weeks. Yeah, that's quick. Four months. You get your Clean Tech Institute training, and bam, you can work as a certified EV technician. CEVT. Sounds like a great opportunity. <laughs> we went from mechanic to technician. I like to call myself network engineer because we're working with all these <laughs> networks under the hood. Uh, to now a CEVT. You're, Damn it, I need a race. <laughs> yeah, jack of all trades. Um, also, they have the electric vehicle infrastructure training program. That's, again, that's over at the, the Cleantech Institute training centers in California. They're spread all out. And certainly you can find those throughout the, throughout the country. And then some of these colleges actually waive application fees for these classes. They help get you in, incentivize. So there's a big, big push to get people enrolled in these classes, and I think it's a great opportunity. All right, now check this out. For all of you that said, wow, this is an automotive show. You guys are going way too mechanic-like. <laughs> well, all right, all my truckers out there, check this out. The U.S. Department of Labor announces partnership with the Trucking Alliance. Wow. An industry-based safety coalition of freight transportation and logistic companies. Rockstar trucking companies that make it happen for us, you know, slow down. These trucks can't stop, by the way, mm-hmm. carrying 60,000, 80,000. Slow it down, you little Honda Civic getting in front of a big-ass <laughs> reader. Slow it down. These guys can't break. I've just got to say that. All you out there on the I-10 or wherever you're at, the 405 or whatever major, you think it's quiet and here comes the big rig and yeah. you get in front. Like, you're don't do that. You're in trouble. I got sidetracked. Sorry. <laughs> uh, they are working uh, with the Department of Labor the trucking industry, with what they call, Greg, their 90-day trucking apprenticeship challenge. See, that's quick. That's good. 90-day challenge is a national effort to recruit employers employers interested in developing new registered apprenticeship programs and expanding existing programs to help put more well-trained drivers on the road and good trucking jobs. In fact, dang good. Right. My brother's an overhaul. I mean, he lives in the truck. I mean, he's driving. But that's a respectable career, man. Oh, Absolutely. I mean, you got to take care of your health and stuff. I know a lot of you truckers are like, Frank, I've been doing this 30 years. Are you yeah. sure you want to talk people into this? But, hey, you know what? Again, I talked to you 20 years doing whatever, whatever industry you're in, and for whatever reason, get a lifestyle change. Don't discount the skilled trades, man. Yeah, you can't. You yeah, can't. you can't. Uh, we're going we're gonna to come back. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to dive into uh, some of the events that are up and coming. And uh, I do have a couple of shows that I want to uh, share with you. In fact, we had a great interview out of the Power Sports uh, uh, Expo out in California. Stay tuned, Wrench Nation. 52% of the population family are women. We love you, ladies, but less than 3% of you women are professional technicians. Our charity partner, Tech Force Foundation, believes if we want to solve this little technician shortage, we need to start talking to 52% of these ladies out in the population. Head on over. If you feel like you can tinker with the best of them, head on over to techforce.org. Your next classic vehicle find should not be daunting. There's so many different areas that you could potentially look at buying your next classic car. Why go it alone? Whether you're adding to your collection or adding your very first classic car to your driveway, Greg Ovist with G-E-E-Z-Z-U-P.com, G's up.com. 
Greg is passionate. His attention to detail in helping you find your next dream car is his passion. Check out GWEZUP.com. Greg Ovist will help you find your next dream car. Greg Ovist, GSUP.com. Right on. Welcome back, Wrench Nation. Frank hanging with you. We've got Greg Ovist in the studio, WrenchNation.tv. Greg, where are you going to be in the next, uh, give us some announcements of some events uh, well, that's coming up. Um, there's an auction coming up here at the end of April. Where at? Uh, it's at Fort, Fort McDowell, and uh, it's called MAG Auctions. And what it is, it's more of an entry-level type of auction, so you know you don't have to have a ton of money, and you don't have to have six figures to, to buy a car. And it's just one for the people is what I've always thought about it. So it's a great auction. I'm going to go out there. There'll be some great deals. Uh, there's always great people out there. But that's the one I'm looking forward to attending uh, here in April. The dates are tw- uh, April 29th through the 30th. Uh, they also have the memorabilia, you know, section of the auction. Uh, Which is I'm, always fun. A lot of you is. are redoing your home stuff. or you just bought a new mm-hmm. home. Uh, the automotive signs, the, the pedal Mom, cars. What do they call that? that? So we, we know the man cave, but the she shed. She shed. A lot of you she right. shedders. Every she shed. A lot of our beautiful should, ladies that listen to this show, yeah. you can get your memorabilia with your she shed. Every she shed should have a car-related item in it. <laughs> Make it your own. I see this mag auctions. It looks like they're based out of Sparks, Nevada. Uh, yeah, motors- they have, they have yeah. a big one in Reno every year as their main auction. That's their big daddy one, yeah. but you're saying it's coming here. Yep. Mag auctions, collector car auction. Maybe we can get them on the show to talk about. Yeah, Rodney's the gentleman. He'll love to be on. I think it's important because a lot of you, like, Barrett Jackson, we've had Craig Jackson on the show. We've had Drew Alcazar with Russo and Steel. Of course, the great tribe over at Mecham. Mm-hmm. And a lot of you saying, Frank, I'm not in the mood to spend 100000 plus on a ride. I mean, I'm not saying those auctions you can't find less, but sometimes it's nice to have something with more of a local, you know, you mm-hmm. find something that may not quite have as much. They're nice rides, but maybe not yeah, daily as deep drivers, a pocketbook. Yeah. Daily drivers, great looking cars. Yeah. Always a pleasure hanging with you guys, whether you you heard about us on KFNX, KMAT, 88.7 The Pulse, or our big podcast family. Honored to spend it with you. Thank you very much, Greg Ovis, for joining Absolutely. us. Uh, G'sUp.com, if you're uh, consigning or uh, looking at buying or selling a car, he's your man. As I tell you every week, man, be safe, hug each other, and never forget to hug a mechanic.